Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. During JM Rewind, we get an opportunity to revisit some of the great interviews and special programming we've done on JM and the AM. Today, we will listen to the first hour of our Thursday broadcast from our Yom Yerushalayim week. We were at the Inbal Hotel, and the first hour featured a uh, wonderful segment of recordings of 1967, the sounds of the Six-Day War uh, brought to you courtesy of the magic of this great radio broadcast. JM Rewind with the Thursday post-Yom Yerushalayim program for you right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday, Yom Chevron. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. It's day four of a fabulous journey to celebrate Jerusalem 50, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Yerushalayim, our holy city. Yesterday was absolutely spectacular. There is no other way to say it. It was just spectacular, essentially from Tuesday night at sunset until uh, after the day ended on Wednesday. Uh, we had uh, the privilege of being part of an amazing and incredible celebration uh, that was going on all through the city of Jerusalem uh, in honor of Yom Yerushalayim. And the streets were packed until after midnight last night with young and old enjoying an incredible celebration and being part of what people had anticipated for a long, long time, and that was the 50th anniversary celebration. We were uh, planning this for close to a year to be here this week. It has been an amazing journey so far. Today takes us to the Inbal Hotel. Many of you are familiar with our love affair with the Inbal Hotel. It's a great place. It is essentially our, it's not really our mobile studio. It's essentially our, our most well-known permanent studio in, uh, in Israel, certainly in Yerushalayim. And um, I am sitting here on the uh, balcony of the uh, Ninth Floor Executive Lounge, a place where we've been many, many times before in all different types of circumstances, <laughs> including very cold and very warm weather. Uh, the sun is shining with the most incredible blue sky on top of us. The Israeli flags, we've been pointing this out all week, how so many wonderful organizations, institutions, and uh, proprietorships in Yerushalayim have uh, taken the time to really decorate uh, their buildings uh, with beautiful Israeli flags and lovely bunting. And the Inbal is, of course, no exception. The Israeli flags flying high atop the hotel here in Yerushalayim. So I would say the following. Uh, between the visit of President Trump on Monday and Tuesday and then yesterday's celebration, Jerusalem has been either uh, very tense and anxious, uh, very busy, or uh, extremely noisy. Today... <laughs> On this Thursday morning, things seem to have calmed down a bit. It's uh, Miriam El Wallach, of course, is here. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Boker Tov and Yom Chevron Sameach. Boker Or Sameach. I um, I I said to myself this morning, I uh, at about five thirty six o'clock, I'm saying to myself, boy, this town is going to be real bleary eyed <laughs> today. Well, it, we can attest to that. It is finally going to be a sleepy town after uh, three days of uh, really a lot of activities. And, and I forgot that it's not just the visit of President Trump that paralyzed things a bit, but it also right before he was here on uh, Sunday night was the most remarkable um, light show and the Jerusalem celebration with the president and prime minister. Um, that was pretty incredible. Right. It brought thousands and thousands into Jerusalem, and that's where it all began this week. And uh, here, I, I just, I, I'm feeling the serenity and the calm of this Thursday morning here in Jerusalem uh, after what was most unbelievable Yom Yerushalayim. And yesterday we said it, uh, and it's so true, and, and I know it's hard to believe, and I spoke to some people in the U.S., and they were finding it hard to believe. You could have been at the Kotel and in the Old City from sunset Tuesday night till after sunset last night, and you could have danced continuously oh, with sure. people. For over those 25 hours. And you would have wanted to, even though you oh. don't know those people. Incredible. I mean, we were doing the show for Amit yesterday, as you've mentioned. And again, thanks to Amit, thanks to Mizrahi for sponsoring us, and thanks to Aish for hosting us yesterday and giving us the location, location, location that you want on Yom Yerushalayim. Oh, yeah. But how many times did we see groups down, down there on the Kotel Plaza 
dancing and singing and be like, oh, so close, yet so far. Like, we can't, it didn't matter that you didn't know who it was. Like, you just wanted to be a part of it. And truth be told is that you also, besides being able to dance for, for a full 24 hours straight, there was also activity for 24 hours for 24 hours straight. If you didn't want to sleep, you didn't have to. There was something going on. And um, I want to thank our friends at the Inbal for hosting us today. This is a very familiar setting for us. And as you mentioned, we have been here in numerous... Variety of circumstances. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And by the way, variety of daylight times. I mean, we've been here at night. That's right. And um, I remember we were freezing. Morning, afternoon, and night. We were freezing that night and everybody's like, who thought this was a good idea? And now you and Yoni are tomatoes as a result of all the sun and we're doing our best and they're doing their best to block the sun. But I mean, we're... We're on the. We're at the uh, executive lounge on the ninth floor with an unbelievable view, oh. and you know, you, there's only so much that you want to block. And frankly, as we learned yesterday, again, being God, being the ultimate producer, the sun is going to continue to rise here, and we're just we're we're going to figure it all out. But I also want to make mention that uh, the inball is under construction, right. and uh, people make jokes that the national bird of Israel is the crane mm-hmm. because you can travel anywhere in this country and see cranes everywhere. And in this case, I don't mean ones with wings. I mean ones that the are flags. facilitated, <laughs> right? Ones that are facilitating construction because this country continues to build and continues to expand and continues to develop. And the inbal is no different. I mean, the, the extensive um, addition that they're putting onto the hotel is is not only unbelievably impressive, but also indicative of the fact that as they've been reporting, Globes has been reporting and travel industry experts have been reporting, is that the tourism industry in Israel has just exploded and continues to explode. Remember April of 2017, the largest number of right. tourists in the history of the state of Israel. Jews, non-Jews, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, as we were traveling, oh no, I was thinking about this yesterday as I was sitting with my kids in a Jerusalem restaurant. Now the restaurant we were in last night is on the street. I mean, you know what I mean. We sat next to the cars driving by and I, and at some point during the meal, I'm saying to myself, my God, a few years ago, not only would we have avoided going out in a really public large restaurant, but we certainly would not have been sitting on the street. We certainly wouldn't have been sitting on the street where, you know, who knows what and last night, it's just none of that. And I said, what a difference. The hesitation mm. that people around the world had to come to Israel has turned into a boom right. where nobody's hesitated. They're running to get here as thank soon God. as possible. Thank yeah, God. It really is. It's incredible. And hotels are packed. Yep. Thank God. And yeah, all the shtick we used to be able to play with hotels, we can't do <laughs> no, anymore. It's crazy. No, they don't need us. Just crazy. They don't need us. And also, we saw our good friend this morning, who was actually, I mean, I can refer to him as our shadchan. That's here right. Here at the Inbal was Alex Herman, who... Um, who was the the person who brought us into the Inval, who started this relationship. We thank Alex. And he just, you know, he's busy as ever. Yeah, he's, tra- do, he's doing, a, I assume, private touring. Yeah, he's doing private touring now. But also, he's and busy he as ever busy. opening up a second office in the United right. States, one in Baltimore. There's nothing like these positive oh, times in Israel. Nothing like it. Remember how depressing it is when people didn't have work and tour guides couldn't scratch together the money they need to live? And Listen. Now it's amazing. We came during the war. Right. We came twice during the right. war. And, and those were shorter periods of time. Those were but, very... Yeah. Those were very short trips, but when we came, you know, we were doing our best to spend money, uh, taking cabs when we otherwise wouldn't take cabs. But everyone was depending on whoever was coming to do to do whatever they could. Limited number of tourists. And yesterday, as as we saw, that cab driver made a pretty penny off of us. Oh (laughs) yes. Now, because of the traffic and because of the the know how that these cab drivers have, you end up paying for it. Right. They don't need us either. Simple. Thank God. And 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 by the way, we're not complaining and we're not making fun. Really is a bracha. I hope Mayor Weigarten is listening because we always. I joke hope Yigal is not listening <laughs> because we always joke. We always joke how you know how magnanimous the airlines and the hotels are when nobody's coming right. and they're willing to make a deal for anything. And once people start coming, that is it. Yeah. you ain't getting a deal on anything anymore. No, I mean, how many El Al flights have been delayed already for tonight? It's unbelievable. Yeah, a number of them, including Yoni's, and it's like, yep, that's what we're doing, yeah, folks. But, Yo- but Yoni works for an outfit that takes good care of him. So he ends up getting home even earlier than he. 
was originally that he would have supposed originally. to. How do you like that? Yes. We'll do anything for Yoni, right? We actually we at this point we really will do anything for <laughs> at Yoni. At least until tomorrow. He's he's earned it. We'll see what happens next week. He's earned we'll it. We'll see if he reports to work on Arab shoes or not. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he's working remotely. We'll see. You know, by the way, I know you mentioned the flags and how oh, the the inball is adorned with flags and how the city has been adorned with flags. I know that we spoke yesterday at length and I might have gone on a little too long about the importance of the flag and you talked about the beauty of the flag uh, you know i um I, I don't know if it's the sentimental in me or or what have you but i don't know there's just there's you see so, how much more so beautiful glorious. the newer flag is i love that when you see a new israeli yes. flag it's so because cool. the bold because the, the blue is so bold is so and amazing. it hasn't been washed out by the sun right. it's so amazing but also you know just to pick up the conversation about the rikud galim yesterday mm-hmm. when you see the parade of flags where, I mean, how many tens of thousands of people march in the Rikud Galim? Oh, insane number. And there are young kids holding flags, and there are older people holding flags, and it's that ultimate pride, um, it's that ultimate pride, that, that beautiful Magin David in the middle, and it's just... It, it's just funny, like it's all the same flag, but the more of you, the more of it you see, like the it exudes Jewish pride. Yeah, it certainly does. That. It certainly does. All right, we're here on Yom Chevron, broadcasting from Yerushalayim. How do you like that? As we celebrate, uh, we continue to celebrate Jerusalem 50 this week here on JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. We'll continue with some appropriate music, of course. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening in. We're at the Inbal Hotel on the ninth floor executive lounge on the balcony with our Israeli flags and incredible view. Uh, special guests coming up. Plenty happening on a Thursday as we continue at JM in the AM.
strangers raising flags Seen you dressed in ashen rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grind See you in this land of mine Whoa J.M. in the A.M. Jerusalem Stone, you know who that is. That's eighth day, of course. Well, you shall I am done by Eitan Katz. You heard Chevron on this Yom Chevron. That was Deddy. And I welcome all of you to a, a wonderful Jerusalem program. That's right, not a Yom Yerushalayim program, because that was yesterday, but a Yom Chevron program live from Yerushalayim as we continue just basking in the incredible and amazing celebration that we were part of uh, really over the last three days. But yesterday... Wednesday, Yom Yerushalayim here in Jerusalem for YY50. Simply remarkable. It's the 25th of May, day number 29 in the month of ER. Today is Erev Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Sivan is tonight. That's right. Rosh Chodesh Sivan is tonight uh, and tomorrow, Friday. Uh, Today is day number 44 in the counting of the Omer. 44 uh, in the counting of the Omer. And um, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so. Sometime today, again, it's day number 44 in the counting of 
the Omer. JM and the AM, my thanks to the Oni Pollock for engineering today and being here in Jerusalem with us, making sure we sound good on the air. And I thank all of you for tuning in, no matter what method you've used to tune in. It could be you've uh, called the phone line. It could be you've uh, you've gone straight to our app, and maybe you're commenting right now on the app. Uh, that's an app, the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. Maybe you're on your computer at NahumSiegel.com. Maybe you're listening now in an archive. Whatever method you are using, I thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we are on the Idbal Hotel's Executive Lounge, ninth floor balcony. And it is overlooking an incredible view of the city of Jerusalem and the surrounding areas. Uh, blue and white, Israeli flags everywhere adorning the building as the celebration has been simply amazing. And a much calmer Jerusalem today than it's been over the last few days uh, with President Trump here Monday and Tuesday. Uh, the relative calm um, was, uh, at a, was, was, was gone. <laughs> and the uh, excitement and the anxiousness, the anxiety, um, had crept into the city. Tuesday night, though, the president was gone. The celebrations began. And boy, oh boy, if you wanted to, you could have danced for 25 straight hours from Tuesday night to Wednesday night. Ended very, very late last evening. We're staying in the center of town. And it was just a very, very late night for everybody. Uh, and today, like I say, much calmer. Seems that everybody is somewhat bleary-eyed. And, um, and just a great feeling. A wonderful feeling in the uh, city of Jerusalem. Today is Yom Hebron, of course. We celebrate 50 years since the liberation of the uh, holy city of Hebron. Uh, on the day after Yom Yerushalayim in 1967 during the Six-Day War, uh, major groups heading to Hebron today, including our friends at Mizrahi, who are going to be there for the bulk of the day, and uh, many others as well. And uh, we acknowledge the incredible miracle that we as a people are able to visit Hebron, uh, to walk into and pray at Marat HaMachbelah, and be part of a uh, of such an important um, city in the history of the Jewish people. It is a wonderful feeling. JM in the AM. It is a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty happening on Thursdays at the Nachum Siegel Network. We start with this great program that we are calling our Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special. Coming up, I am going to uh, replay some of the sounds of 1967. We're going to replay that segment with Mayor Weingarten uh, so our early morning listeners can hear it in its entirety start to finish. I think it is well worth doing. That'll be coming up in plenty more, of course, as we continue on a Yom Chevron morning. You are listening to JM in the AM.
Eitan Freilich on this um, Yom Chevron morning here at JM in the AM. All right, I, I said this earlier, and I really want to do it. I, I think we should take this opportunity, especially since we are considering this our combination Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron special uh, between Wednesday and Thursday's broadcast, to do something extra special for our listeners uh, who tune in the early mornings or who listen to the first hour through our archives. This is something that we do traditionally on Yom Yerushalayim in the third hour, of our broadcast, uh, in fact, it was um, it was part of uh, yesterday's uh, program as we sat in front of Harabayit, in front of the Kotel Amaravi, and went ahead and played the sounds of 1967. So we go now, Mayor Weingarten and I, in a well-known segment from one of our previous Yom Yerushalayim specials, the sounds of 1967, and this is the the full version. The full version, which gives uh, an additional perspective uh, and uh, additional material compared to what had been um, uh, presented on the air in previous years. Sounds of 1967, the Six-Day War. You are listening to JM in the AM. Um, One of the things everyone looks forward to is the kolot, the voices, the sounds of uh, 1967. You've explained to us many times why it is we do have sounds from that day because of the... uh, (laughs) Uh, unbelievable forethought of a correspondent, a young, very young correspondent for uh, Galitzal, is it? For Galitzal. And uh, now it's uh, your opportunity to share this with the audience because as one of our listeners says, every time they hear it, it's like they're hearing it for the very first time. And the way people react emotionally, 
I think it's uh, it feels like they're hearing it for the very first time. Including us. Including us is right. I, I will say. So we will begin with this. The reporter, Yossi Gornin, um, was with the troops. And it was, by the way, you said it was before thought. Actually, he, he says that it was, it was Instinct? Luck. Hashgacha, <laughs> as we'd say. Otherwise, we would never have these recordings. And it, he was recording. That means he wasn't broadcasting live because there was no technology to do that, at least at that, at that time, surely not in Israel during the war. So he was running with the troops, literally running, while they were shooting at them, while they were in danger, in harm's way. Right. And he also comes across Rav Gorin, who is also running with the troops. Rav Gorin is holding a safer Torah in his hands, right. in one hand, and the chauffeur in the other hand. <laughs> and they are running and running, and, and you hear the shots in the background. They enter uh, Shar Harayot, they get to Har Habayit, Har Habayit Biadenu, and so forth. This reporter now knows that he has gold. Jerusalem of gold in his hand, and he has to get it to the people in Galeitzal. So he runs around. I read this yesterday. He runs around looking for a telephone. In order to broadcast this back, he finds a place, and he transmits by holding the um, the the, earpiece, the the phone, the mouthpiece of the phone to his to his tape recorder. So the first part we're going to hear now is him telling the Galitzahal audience, what it is that we're going to hear. And the excitement in his voice is enough to, to, to get you excited. This is Yossi Ronen. אלוף ברלב והרב הראשי לצהל אלוף גורן שנסע בידו ספר תורה ושופר הם צעדו ממש כאילו מסביב לא יורים בכלל אנחנו... This is one of the things that's amazing he, he goes on to describe Rav Gorin and he says Rav Gorin was like on another, in another world he was in an ecstatic state Rav Gorin said in an interview also in another interview he said I felt Hashra'at Hashkina at that moment and he says they're shooting, they're shooting, and Rav Gorin is just walking like there's nothing, like nothing's going on. They're going house to house because there was there were orders by the government that they may not bomb. So they're going house to house to to um, clear out any possible snipers and so forth. And and he's describing Harav Gorin's in ecstasy. He says he's like in another world. Now, in an, in an interview uh, that I heard with Rav Gorin, Rav Gorin said, and, and the other officer was there also to, to uh, verify this, Rav Gorin says that the guy came over to him, one of the commanders came over to him, he said, you got to go along the wall, they're shooting, you can't walk now in the middle of this street. Go on the side. Rav Gorin says, who are you? I ha- I'm higher ranked than you. You, don't, you can't tell me what to do. And he just keeps going. And the guy says, but you're endangering everybody else. He said, oh, if I'm endangering others, I can't do it. But he, he sort of like separated himself from the rest of the people and continued going. In Little Street, he, was, he was literally in some other world, as, as he says. Okay, so he continues and... Um, now they reach the 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 um, no. This is uh, no. I'm sorry, that was the same one. Now now they reach the uh, Harabayit. <laughs> And now, now they arrive to the Kotel. Okay, 
הכיבוש של הכותל המערבי, מימינו ומשמאלו עמדו חיילים ובכו. אני לא יכול בכלל לתאר את הדבר הזה. חיילים צנחנים אמיצים שהחברים שלהם דקות ספורות נפצעו או נהרגו בכיבוש העיר העתיקה, עומדים נשענים על הכותל המערבי ובוכים. הם לא יכלו להוציא יגה מפיהם. now are leaning their head against the Kotel and crying. And the truth is, it is pretty awesome. Unbelievable. It's awesome when you think about it. Okay, he continues about uh, now for another couple of seconds about what else Rav Gorin uh, uh, did, and then we'll get to the Kolot themselves. <laughs> על כיבוש העיר העתיקה, על כיבוש ירושלים ועל כל המערכות האחרות שמתחוללות כרגע בכל הארץ. לאחר שהוא עשה את האזכרה הזאת נערכה תפילת המנחה הראשונה מזה 19 שנה על ידי הרב הראשי הרב גורן וכל החיילים איתו הצטרפו לתפילה. אחרי התפילה באופן ספונטני ביותר פרצה שירת התקווה כשבראש הכותל המערבי מתנוסס דגל ישראל אותו דגל שהודפס במלחמת השחרור בעיר העתיקה עצמה כשהיא פונתה על ידי היהודים ואחד הצרכנים זכר לקחת אותה כשאנחנו חדרנו לעיר העתיקה והניף את הדגל בראש הכותל המערבי אני מיהרתי לצאת ואני רוצה להעביר לו את השידור עכשיו את ההקלטה And now he says, and, he, and, and, and now here's the, here's the, uh, the, the actual sound. So the first part we're going to hear is Motagur, the commander. He is on Har HaZaytim, near Beit Arot, right. but they called him Mir Peset. And so this way he can see the entire uh, battle um, area. And he says, he's, he's now giving the instructions, the final instructions before they move into the old city. And he says, we're on the ridge, we're overlooking the old city, and soon we're going to go into it. He says... Kolador, all the generations before us have dreamt about it, and we, we will be the first to enter the old city. And then he goes on to talk about whose tank is going to go first and so forth, and they're going to enter the Lion's Gate. And he says that the, there's going to be the tekes at the end will be Barachava, which I believe he means the Harhabayit, which is the only Rachava in the area. I shudder to think what he was thinking as he was giving that command, Lanua, Lanua, go. <laughs> okay, and so they, they, lots of stuff happens. They now are about to enter the Lion's Gate. It is the first time in history of the city of Yerushalayim, which has a long history of being conquered by, by different forces, that it is entered from the east. rather than from any of the other sides. Mostly it was from the north. This is the first time it's entered from the east, from the Mizrach. And here are the Kolot. There's a burnt-out bus, which is giving off heat, which they talk about, and, and you'll hear him. This is the same Yossi Gonen describing as they enter, and they're still shooting. The tanks of the Israelis are standing in the front of the Israelis. And... The Kadimah is in the middle of the Israelis. ממש בראש הכוח הפורט. יש עוד מישהו מדלת מאחור. אוטובוס ירדני לידי שופע חום, שרף כולו, החום כאן עצום, ועוד מעט אנחנו עומדים להיכנס לתוך העיר. עומד
And as he described, Rav Goren is there. And he is shouting, he's holding his Sefer Torah, and he is shouting, screaming, different words of encouragement, like, you know, like, like he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, to the troops, and he encourages them, say amen, say amen, say amen. Um, I discovered this year 30 seconds that I don't think we ever heard. Let's hear And it's Rav Gorin yeah. screaming, and I, I, I beginning couldn't make it out. It turns out that he, he I believe it's Tehillim Lamed Hey. He was just reciting that Tehillim, which discusses um, battle, you know, fighting against uh, the enemies and so forth. So here is this this clip. You hear the guy saying Harav meaning move over to the wall, stop. Right. He keeps going. So, and, and you hear one of the commanders saying that you asked me, he's t- saying to Yossi Gornan, this, this whole clip is new. You, you asked me if we're going to make it to the Kotel today. He says, I'm, I'm telling you now that there's already a, an Israeli flag on Har Habay, which was, uh, was, which was uh, a little earlier. It's Tehillim Lamed Hey, and it talks all about David praying to God that he should um, fight with his enemies, give battle to my foes. Take up shield and, and sword and come to my defense. So this was the, you know, he probably knew all of Tehillim by heart anyways. So yeah. He knew which uh, the right one was. And now they make their way through. They reach Har Habayit. Motagur, who's seeing the whole scene, sees the Israeli soldiers. And the words that have become history are now uttered. And now he's instruct. Now these are war instructions. You know, first it was, this is Jewish history, and now let me just talk to the soldiers for a second. One more time. It'll take a while. But, it will take a while. But, but we are much closer today than we were 10 years ago, 20, surely 50. Well, yeah, even 50. We are much closer today than ever before. And it's coming from where it has to come from. It's coming from the people. Right. That's true. And, as Rav Gorin says, they looked for how to get to the Kotel. And this is obviously the part that is always uh, hurts me, but it is what it is. That's what they remembered. They remembered the Kotel. They daven at the Kotel. They never thought about Harabayit in the past, and they wanted to go to this place that they knew before, that they had cried at before, that they daven at until 19 years before. So right. a lot of the people that were there, the older commanders, had been to the Kotel before, and they fin- finally find it. By the way, there's a story, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, that, that one of the soldiers says that um, they're looking to get in, in, the, it, from the inside of Harabayit to the Shar Hamugrabim to get out. And there's an old Arab man who has the key, and he comes and he gives them the key. All right. And he was very calm and very whatever, and he says, I was waiting for you. <laughs> I knew you'd come back. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and now they're at the Kotal, and here's Ruv Gorin. That is the bracha that one makes when one sees Yerushalayim reestablished and rebuilt. We say it also in Tfilat Nachim in Tishabov.
And then Rav Gorin, one of the most moving moments, makes an azkara akel malay rachamim for the soldiers who just died, who were killed in battle, who never got to see this. Yeah. They never got to see this moment. They didn't know where where, where the Jewish people were going to end up at the, at the end of that day. And uh, here is the Azkara where he mentions the soldiers that gave their lives for the liberation of Yerushalayim, the Kotel, and Har Habayit. <laughs> Those are the soldiers crying. Unbelievable. Uh, leaves you speechless every time you hear it. Simple as that. Just leaves you speechless every time you hear it. The sounds of 1967, we presented it yesterday from uh, just in front of Harabayit. And uh, we present it today as a... Uh, as a, a little bit of a bonus to our early morning listeners and first hour listeners who may not have caught it, may not have been able to get to the archive and listen to it on this Yom Yushalayim Yom Chevron celebration at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. We are in Jerusalem, basking in the glory of an amazing blue sky. Watching the cranes continue to build this city. <laughs> An enormous yellow crane. Yeah. Which keeps um, moving back and forth overhead, and you'd think that I would get used to the movement, but it is such a hulking figure. And you and I, the three of us, including Yoni, were just discussing the the you know the, the building of that crane in order to build this part of the hotel. I mean, this thing is humongous. Yeah, it's a massive structure, that's yes. for sure. Uh, the Israeli flags are flying from the roof of the... In Bal Hotel, just like they've been flying all through town, all through the city of Jerusalem all week long. And yesterday during the parade of flags, and I, and I, keep, I keep thinking back to 10 years ago, yesterday we were here at the Inbal. And of course, as I always talk about, the 40th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem was pouring rain here. Right. <laughs> and there was a Rikud Galim. They did have it. I know it ended early, and I know it was very, very wet, and I know there was a, there were a lot of people. You know, the streets of Jerusalem are not built. For rain. Right, for rain, for drainage, for flooding conditions. Right. Uh, and there were people, I'm telling you, in a foot of water in certain places so the, that uh, were marching through Yerushalayim. But yesterday, my gosh, the weather was great, and hundreds of thousands of flags, 
tens of thousands of people were marching through the streets of Jerusalem, heading down to the old city. Scenes that I'm sure you've watched on social media and other places from the Kotel and other areas of the old city. Just remarkable and incredible celebration. As I keep emphasizing on this Thursday, things are a lot calmer now in the Holy City. The, uh, a friend of mine from Ramat Beit Shemesh who was, in the, um, who was at the Rikud's Galim, her daughter said to her, oh, this must be what the Celebrate Israel Parade is like. And her mother, <laughs> who's this friend of mine, who grew up in New York, she was like, no, this is not what the Celebrate Israel Parade is. Halavai, Celebrate right. Israel Parade was like Exactly. This. And by the way, no no, knocking the parade. No knocking on the parade. you can't do it 6,000 miles of away. Of course. It's not this. I mean, uh, you have... You you know, Jerusalemites who are doing this, and and ki- it just—it's different. That is a tribute to our love of Israel and our Zionism. This is internal pride. It's just—it's no just, just different. By the way, also, I we should mention that as part of our view here from the terrace at the Executive Lounge at the Inbal is Yamin Moshe and the outsides of the exterior—I mean, I should say the exterior of the exterior walls around um, the old city. And that view also, just to think about. The uh, the pedigree of that of that community and how it how far back it it speaks to how long we have been here and even in modern times um, is really just quite remarkable. Somebody I don't know if you saw it on social media, but somebody took uh, one of the organizations and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and find it. They took a number of pictures from like the late 1800s here in Jerusalem and um, the number of photographs I should say right. and made them into color. And illuminated them, so to speak, and just you know bringing new life into into those photographs, making you appreciate just the you know the pride that went back so many so many generations. Yeah, I know you're fascinated by the crane. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's also scary, silly stuff. But anyway, um, the pride of those communities and the residents here, and you know, your father had a Palestinian passport, right? My grandfather had a Palestinian passport. There are a number of um, buildings around uh, Yerushalayim that have uh, the name of one of uh, of my great 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 grandfather, I think, who was a Kablan here in Yerushalayim, including the original Shari Tzedek, including a number of different buildings, and the Ashkenazi Shul in Yemin Moshe. And so there is this, you know, you and I share this tremendous pride also oh, yeah. in terms of our connection to the city and the generations that we can go back here. And here we are in this Yom Chevron of doing a radio program from Yerushalayim and really basking in the glory of this incredible city 50 years later. Yerushalayim, of course... The capital of the Jewish people for 3,000 years, 3,000 plus. Remember Jerusalem 3,000? Do you remember that whole celebration a few I, years back? I do, except... I think we were here Jerusalem 3,000. I well, think we did a trip We meaning you. Yeah, I right. think we did a trip or something. Right, so, orga- so programs like that were, were not programs that I was as intimately involved in as I have been since I've been working with you. So. And today, no joke, today... there And I love this. I love, and you know I love this, and I don't know if you tolerate it often... I love looking ahead in the calendar. Love it. I love knowing... If anybody heard that sound effects, that was me sighing. Yeah. I love knowing what the Yuntif setup is for the Yom Noraim and Sukkis. I love knowing... Who's what the rub you have on about the calendar? Rabbi Heber. All right. I love talking about the, uh, you know, the, the, the setup vis-a-vis standard and daylight savings time of Tanis Esther and Purim. I love talking about how Pesach falls out, how early in the year, late in the year, and of right. course, what days of the week. Shavuos is interesting. Next year, it's going to be a three-day Shavuos outside of Israel because of Shabbos Sunday, Monday. All these different quirks that I love about the calendar, but I love planning or, or at least you know, looking at the calendar to see what the next big event is vis-a-vis Israel. And, of course, I'm not the only one. It seems everyone has already started. And I'm going to take some credit for this. Already people have started to talk about uh, Israel's 70. They sure have. It's, uh, I believe I said April 19th. I because think. this was such a success. Oh, it's ama- amazing. I, I think it's April 19th. I think you said that. Yes, because you they're, commented they're, we, we have less than a year to work on this. Right. And I almost you they're know, move lost a- the hair in my shaitel. They're going to move the Friday Yom HaTzma'ut to the 4th of ER Thursday. Have they confirmed that with um, you? I'm sure I'm they're kidding. doing that. Yeah. So it's going to be the 4th of ER Thursday. And it's going to be another amazing celebration. And uh, I just hope everyone out there... Uh, whether you're coming for Pesach or not, I hope everyone out there considers being here for Yom HaTzmut next year and uh, and being part of Israel 70. It is hard to believe that Israel's 70 years old. I remember Lave. I remember mm. as a kid uh, when Israel turned 32. 36. 32. 32. And everybody was, uh, 
you know, really into. I remember that was a big parade in New York City, huh. the the thirty two year. I don't know. I guess you know it was a good logo, so people were inspired to come. Right, out. that I, <laughs> that's good gematria. The um, you know, you talk about we talk about the seventieth, and it's going to be here before we know it. Let's yeah, be honest, it's going to be here before we know it. But I am, and while we are fascinated by the crane. And we are fascinated by the crane. There was somebody who came here to the executive lounge just to say hi, and, and we were taking a picture. And I said to him, you know, I'll do my best not to get the crane in the picture. And he said, why? It's been Yan Yerushalayim. We are right. building Jerusalem. And it was such a good attitude. And now I'm sitting here watching this crane go back and forth, moving this, uh, I mean, th- these enormous pieces of construction material. And as usual, just... I love infrastructure projects here in Israel. You and I enjoyed watching the building of the uh, new Kfish Echad, the um, the number one highway, where um, they were doing all these kind of renovations, and now there are those tunnels. And just oh, yeah. watching the progress of all of this, I had said this to I had said this to my cousin. I said I love watching infrastructure projects in Israel, and he said me too. Except I don't like living through them. Exactly and, right. Oh, and hello to the bird who just flew on your left. And there's a um, and there's a railroad that's uh, that's being completed as well, which is making quite uh, a stir, a positive stir here. Right in Israel, it's going to help increase uh, traffic flow. Uh, in a good way uh, to main centers of Israel and uh, and make uh, and and uh, and create shorter commutes for a lot of people who need them at this point and less expensive commutes. Right. You know, you think about gas here. You think about what it takes to maintain a car in general, and those are that those are all added expenses. So no these kind of these kinds of municipal projects. Um, go go a very long way. And we also discussed before the increase in tourism. The number of birthright trips that are supposed to be coming, I think over the next couple months, is way over 100. I think they're at an all-time high. We're, we actually, I mean, we joke about David Shapiro and the, and the collar stays, which have been an ongoing joke for the last week and a half, or, or mentions, I should say, for the last week and a half. We really should invite David on to discuss the progress on birthright, um, and, uh, you know, how many trips they're bringing. It's, it's tremendous. This is the time of year. More yep. coming up. It's Jam in the AM on a Yom Chevron. We are here Thursday in Jerusalem in the aftermath of one of the great celebrations, Yom Yerushalayim number 50. And uh, we say uh, happy Yom Chevron. Yom Chevron Sameach. That was our Thursday of Yom Yerushalayim week broadcast from the Inbal Hotel when we had an opportunity to hear the sounds of 1967 50 years ago. I thank you for listening to this edition of JM Rewind. Continue to listen to all of our fabulous programming right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.